time for another great episode of Laugh and Be Blessed with your hosts, Jake and Chia Rubel. Hello. Uh, this is sounding weird. Let me. I'm fixing this. There. Oh God, okay, Jake. I think it's better now. So, <laughs> uh, with us, we have an extremely special guest. Uh, one of my good buddies who we're finally able to start hanging out. Uh, we talk all the time on social media, and we always <laughs> a- uh, admire each other from afar. If... That that's an okay thing to say. <laughs> I admire you from a lot closer than you might think. <laughs> With us today is my buddy AJ Wilkerson. So thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely, dude. man. Uh, AJ is a comedian and a heartthrob and uh, <laughs> and an actor now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Put that he, on your list. He's got an acting credit. Uh, that that's. Uh, can we talk about that on the sh- on the yeah, podcast? Okay, absolutely. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> big deal to us. Yeah. So anyone who listens to the podcast knows because we've talked about it many times how much we love the View Askew universe. We're huge Kevin Smith fans. We love Jane Silent Bob, and our friend AJ here is in Clerks Three. Yes. Yeah. So, dream come true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even for me to be like, my friend's in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, it works. It's still it's, fun. it's cool for me to be adjacent. Like, my husband has a friend who's in. <laughs> he's, he's in our room. He's your friend now, too. I, I just so. became an actor, and it's, I already have seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, so AJ's in town doing some shows with me. Uh, we had a show last night uh, in Spencer in my hometown. And, it, dude, that was a hot show. That was so much fun. That was surprisingly, like, there were so much more people there than I thought were going to be there. I was very excited. Yeah, it was crazy, like, just how great everybody was. Mm-hmm. Like, uh I think we had like a hundred, I think it was like a hundred and fifty people showed up mm-hmm. um, around there, and everybody was just invested in the show. That is That has to go down in history as probably the best food truck rally slash comedy show done next to a highway in the history of the state of Indiana. Uh, I yeah, agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many they are, but... That was the best one. It was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was just like, and it was cold outside, and it's the first one we've ever done, so I wasn't sure how it was going to mm-hmm. go, but, dude, it was, and the thing is, is like, everybody on the show did great. Grant did wonderful. He started the show off, did great. John uh, Cheshire went up, and, and he, he did awesome. His music's great. His songs are hilarious. Yes. He did such a good job, and then AJ went up and just crushed <laughs> for yeah. like a half hour. Yeah. Just crushed so much so like i was watching family members of mine just doubled over laughing yeah. <laughs> and then uh and then i had to follow that that sucked like you did good yeah dude you did fantastic the way you, you said it like, no, 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 no. the way you said no. it like a mom that's just like honey it's you fine did you did good, good. Job. it's yeah. fine uh, grant didn't open the show by the way that is true. I, I, yeah, you are correct on that. Mm-hmm. Grant technically did not open the show. Roman opened yes, the show. Roman did. Yes. So that was Roman's first time ever uh, getting up on stage. Getting up on stage, and he was. It was funny because before he asked if he could do it, he was like, "Can I? Can I tell some jokes tonight?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding." <laughs> and I was like, "No, dude, if you really want to." And he's like, "Can I really?" And I was like, "Do you want to start the show?" And he's like, "Can I?" 
And I was like, yeah, dude, if you want to start the show, you can do it. And he goes, well, well, I don't even know what to say. I was like, you just got to pump him up, dude. You just got to pump him up and then bring me on stage. And then he went up there and he was like, he, he was just holding the mic for like a while. And you could just tell he was so nervous. And he was just like, are you guys ready for comedy? <laughs> <laughs> and then, but the thing is, people like loved it. Yeah. yeah. And then they were applauding him and everything. So I watched him get his first high from oh, doing yeah. comedy to where he was like, oh, <laughs> this is it. This and you is can tell by the way it. he like introduced you and everything that he's been to a few comedy shows. Yeah, because he was like, uh, he was like, are you guys ready for some comedy? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, I can't hear you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, all right, give it up for my dad, Jake Rubel. And that's like one of the most proudest moments ever of being a dad. Best intro ever, huh? Yeah. He's going on the road with me. That (laughs) That kid's doing stuff with me. That's how you start a special yeah, well, you, I, I think didn't Nate Bergazzi do that with one of his specials? I think he had his I daughter. I think so. Yeah, she was like, "My dad, Nate Bergazzi," uh, and I'm I'll do it. I mean, if you take him, you have to take the other two. So well, that's not. No, we didn't no. discuss that. What? Just have them harmonize like Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> Our dad. <laughs> yeah, Holden would not do that. No, he's yeah. like nope. Yeah, the youngest and oldest, they're in. The middle one, nah, he ain't doing it. <laughs> He'd take care of the money for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he would definitely do that. Uh, so before we really get into stuff, I want to just remind people real quick where I am going to be coming out. Mark your calendars. Jake could be coming to a town near you. What? I was getting my calendar. I don't have You're going to get your calendar? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week, which is October, uh, October 21st, I'm going to be at the White Rabbit Cabaret in Indianapolis doing the Dead Comics show. Uh, this is a show that I'm really excited about because it's way out of my comfort zone because I'm going to be doing a three-minute set as Sam Kinison. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so that's going to be this Thursday, October 21st, White Rabbit Cabaret in Indianapolis. Uh, you can get your tickets online. If you go to my Facebook page, Jake Rubel, on Facebook, uh, the tickets are available there. And then this Friday and Saturday, coming up the 22nd and 23rd, I will be in Zanies, uh, or I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, at Zanies, opening for Donnie Baker. Those are always fantastic shows. Every show I ever do with Donnie, I have so much fun. So if you're anywhere around Nashville, Tennessee this weekend, you got to come out and see Donnie Baker. You can get your tickets uh, at zanies.com or uh, donniebaker.com. They should be available there as well. And then uh, the 24th, I'm going to be back in Bloomington, Indiana at Hoppy Wobbles with Matt Taylor, Carl Roberts, and George Tallarico. That is going to be a free show in Bloomington, Indiana with some great comedians. It's going to be hosted by Grant Volkmar. So, yeah, come out and check that out. That's going to be a lot of fun there. And then uh, this uh, this month on the 28th, so October 28th, I'm going to be at Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. Uh, I believe the show is at... I want to say 7 o'clock. Um, you can get your tickets at Helium's website. It is for the Rogues Gallery show, uh, the 28th. So that's going to be a fun show. The lineup for the show is insane. Some of the comics they have on this show is incredible. I have no idea how I snuck onto it. So 
That's going to be the 28th. Then the 29th and 30th, I'm going to be back at Gutty's Comedy Club in Greenwood, Indiana. Uh, I'm going to be featuring for Joey Aiello, and I'm probably mispronouncing his name, and I think he's in the Mafia, so that's probably going to be bad news for me. <laughs> so, uh, but those are going to be super fun shows. And as always, you can get your tickets for that at Gutty'sComedyClub.com. And then uh, in November, November 5th and 6th, I'm going to be in Nebraska with Donnie Baker. So I know one of our shows is in Lincoln, Nebraska. I cannot remember where the other one is. But if you go to DonnieBaker.com, you can get your tickets for those shows. So if you're anywhere around Nebraska, those are going to be super fun. You're not going to want to miss out on those. Um, And then on November 12th, I will be in Springfield, Michigan at JB's Whiskey Old Style Grill. Some of these places have the best names. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the best name. The one-nighters. Oh, yeah. I just did a show last, I think it was last month, in Turkeyville, USA. (laughs) It was was a weird, old, haunted Cracker Barrel type place. So... (laughs) So a cracker barrel. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so uh, Springfield, Michigan, uh, November 12th, and then Leesburg, Indiana on November 13th. So come out to any of those shows. They're going to be super fantastic. going to be super fun. AJ, where are you, you going to be? Uh, well, speaking of one-nighters with fun names, uh, this upcoming week, October 19th, I'll be in... Olathe, Kansas, uh, out on the edge of Kansas City, uh, at a place called Lumpy's. Oh, nice. Yeah. Lumpy's. Yep. Uh, and then uh, October 22nd and 23rd, I'm in Houston, Texas for the APCA College Conference. Um, and then November 2nd, I'm at the com- the world-famous comedy store uh, in L.A. for Ooh. Roast Battle. Yes. Uh, and then... Uh, oh, sorry, that's, yeah, November 2nd. And then November 3rd, I'm at the Comedy Chateau in Los Angeles uh, taping a special for television. That's right. Yeah. Um, then, uh, let's see, Knuckleheads in Kansas City, November 10th. And then November 17th through 21st, I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina uh, with Jason Muse at uh, Goodnight's Comedy Club. Awesome. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> yep, and then back to Florida uh, right before Thanksgiving, the twenty second through the twenty fourth, uh, at the uh, at Lazy Max in the Villages for Bonkers Comedy Clubs. So yeah, just killing it, just out there killing it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch the the taping. Me either, man. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, what's it gonna be on? Not confirmed yet gotcha uh okay. yeah but it, it they've already secured uh distribution for it okay so Dope. i don't know who it's through but i know it's going to be distributed <laughs> yeah, it's so. getting out there it's getting out there that's what's important awesome well so uh, we're going to focus a lot on you obviously people hear us talk all the time so we, we want to let people know who you are and why uh you're such a good dude to hang out with uh, well, before I answer that question, I'll I have a question for you. Am I a very special guest because I'm autistic? Because <laughs> when you said very special, I was like, he emphasized that a lot. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm a comedian. I'm autistic. I smoke a lot of weed, and yeah. 
I'm from, from Florida. It just sums it that's, up right there. Now that's the special part is the Florida. <laughs> that's <laughs> what makes me special. That's, that's yeah, it does. Like, yeah, because he's not there right now. It's like, how'd you get out? <laughs> uh, so you, you now. For you, you were in the before comedy, so you were in the military. You were not diagnosed yet with uh, being autistic. You're in the military. How do you go from being in the military to driving around the country and being a stand-up comedian and, and living your dream? Uh, well, there was a lot of stuff in between those two things. Uh, I uh, I joined the army right after high school, basically. Like I started community college, and my first semester, I met a recruiter, joined the army. Uh, I was undiagnosed at the time. Uh, I don't know if they'd have let me in if they knew I was autistic beforehand. Uh, but the army was really good for me because you, uh, you have like a regular routine. It's very like, structured. It's yeah. very structured, yeah. So I was really good at being in the army until I wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, I started, at, we were standing, I was standing in these barracks in uh, Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. Uh, for a while and then those barracks got like closed down because they found like a ton of like black mold and stuff in it oh, so nice. yeah That's fun. and so while I was staying in those barracks I started like having these like breathing problems and stuff and I would start having these weird breathing attacks one will do, black and mold. then yeah and then those started giving me panic attacks like anxiety attacks yeah. uh, and then uh, shortly after that I uh, I had like a training accident. I hurt my back really bad. I had to have surgery, so I couldn't do anything at all for like a month and a half. And so I lost my routines completely. Started having what I thought were just like really bad panic attacks. Turns out were autism meltdowns. Just mm-hmm. you know, secret agent man. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, basically they like this was that's around two thousand eight. And so the army was like, hey, man, we don't know what's going on with your head, but you can't be here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so then... uh, So, yeah, so they kind of snuck me out. (laughs) Snuck it just right out the back door. Did. They're like, look, these are your, like, basically go, like, you have leave, go home, use, like, what, like, all of the leave you have left, and we'll just send you separation papers, basically. (laughs) Yeah. The army divorced me. (laughs) In a weird way. They're like, go stay the night somewhere else, and then we're changing the locks. Yeah, basically. (laughs) You just come back, and they're like, those barracks ain't here no more. This isn't your home no more. (laughs) Stop stop coming here. (laughs) So after that, is that... Like, at what point did you, was you like, okay, well, I'm going to be a comedian? Uh, so that wasn't, until, so I got out of the army in 2009, uh, worked a bunch of, like, different, like, went back, like, into construction and stuff, because that's what I grew up doing, uh, worked at Lowe's, worked for Nissan, worked for AT&T, uh, got married, got divorced, um, and, uh, basically, uh, I started, like, like, having more, like, uh, like mental health kind of issues and stuff like that and started getting that looked out, looked at. And then uh, eventually it got led to, like, you know, you might be autistic. I was like, oh, shit. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, right. No, you're yeah. good. So uh, but, yeah, um, and then, event, like, got diagnosed when I was 30, finally got uh, an autism, autism ADHD diagnosis, uh, got 
prescribed medical marijuana, and then a month after that, I started going to open mics. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, because once I got diagnosed, I started working with this, like, therapist and stuff, and basically, she was, uh, we were talking one, like, uh, she was like, you have, like, uh, such a creative brain, you need an outlet to get these ideas out of your head, because you have so much stuff, it's putting pressure on, like, your executive functioning oh. skills and self-regulation. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, like, basically, your hard drive is too full, like, you don't have the space to edit things you know uh and because at the time i was i wanted to make my own like adult cartoon so i was trying to teach myself to draw and animate and storyboard and script write and all this other stuff she's like you just put all these hurdles in front of your the actual creative part yeah like so she was like why don't you try going to an open mic and i was like good point i wanted to do that before but i just thought like i like i had anxiety too bad to ever be on stage in front of people but turns out medical marijuana kind of helps with that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and that, that, that's I the just, medical part. Yeah, that's the <laughs> medical part. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, I just I I never stopped. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think for a lot of people, whenever you find out like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That's that was exactly it. Yeah. Like I like I like I've worked so many different jobs like and I I like I'd start a job I'd be really good at it for like five months and then get burnt out and be like why am I why do I hate this job now? That remind me of. Uh, <laughs> same. Yep. I had a two year threshold for jobs. No, you had a one year and then you would force yourself to go another year. I but guess he, that's he would true. have a yeah. year where he was into it and it was great and then I noticed after several years being together that one year mark he'd start hating it he hated everything about it yep and yeah but look at us now yeah <laughs> we're doing the thing yeah you've yeah. been doing this for over two years now and you still haven't come to that point with comedy so yeah i think this is it well it's because with comedy you're not really a comedian until you're like 10 years into it like we're not <laughs> even, true yeah we're still we're technically it. interns yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if we have a conversation with anyone that anyone else that's been doing it for a long time they don't take us serious at all they're like oh yeah a couple years yeah shut up sit down it's like okay i'll earn my place (laughs) i'll sit down and shut up i actually just seen a like a whole uh conversation on facebook with some guys that were like if yeah you've been doing it for seven years well why don't you just shut up and come talk to me you've been doing it for 15 and I was like, man, I hope I'm not like that. Yeah, but well, what's funny they... is some, most of those same comics, they'll say something like that to you. Then you'll go on stage, and then after your set, then they're your, they want to be oh, your yeah. friend again. They're, they're like, like, oh, you're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, what's up, man? Oh, I was like, going to okay. say, well, do those people who say, come see me when you've been doing it 15, do they get it from the people who are like, come see me when I, you've been doing it 30, you know? Probably. Dude, you've been doing it 15 years, and you still can't get people to come see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, dude... Usually my go-to whenever people say stuff like that to me is I'm like, I, I don't know, dude. I'm just trying to have a good time. I feel like we're yeah. all just trying to do our thing and, and have a good time and, and figure it out. So yeah. yep. I have no answers. I'm just trying to figure it out, what's going to work best for me. So, uh, but I mean, so you started comedy as therapy then. Like it was like therapy. Kind of, yeah. It was like therapy homework. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah therapy homework. Yeah. 
Like, like instead of go home and fill out this paperwork, it was like go get some stuff off your chest. So your therapist was just like, go tell someone else. Yeah, <laughs> like you got a lot going on. Yeah. Right? I need help. Yeah, that therapist. I need you to clear. I need you to clear some things out yourself so we can pick something to focus on. Yeah. Right? I need you to Marie Kondo tidy some stuff yeah. up upstairs. Figure out what's the most important to talk to me about. Yeah. Instead, of, them about instead of coming else. to me with fifteen things at once. Exactly. Go tell all the people and then bring me one <laughs> so i'm just i am curious though like what what is that reaction whenever you're 30 years old and they're like oh by the way you're autistic like were you ever was there even a question did you ever think like maybe i'm autistic or was this just like out of nowhere uh kind of out of nowhere because it was like things like once someone pointed it out and i started doing like the research about it then things started like kick, clicking into place right. But it was just like it was. It was just never really a thing. Like my parents, when I was a little kid, like cause I've had this conversation with them. Like Nat, like once I got the diagnosis, so many things made sense, and it's like things I talk about on stage. It's like, how did you guys not know? Yeah, right. Well, Exhibit A. Autism has such a stigma about it. I yeah. think it's partially yeah. that, but also my parents, because I was smart, mm -hmm. like I was an intelligent kid, so I think my parents were just like, there's nothing wrong with him, he's just smart, so he's gonna be weird, yeah, he's you just know? Oh, yeah. yeah, just yeah. a little nerd, yeah, you know? Yeah. So my parents, like, answer to that was like, we're just gonna hyper-socialize him. <laughs> well, just I really get him used to being around people, so like, all the little league sports, all, like any yeah. kind of team they could put me on, I was on it. Okay. Uh, and then, I mean, probably unrelated, not saying it's the reason they did it, uh, but my parents started doing foster care when I was growing up, so like, we all, there were always extra kids in the house, mm -hmm. and both of my parents coached little league, so all of those extra kids were always in the house, because like, People would come over for sleepovers and stuff with my yeah. brother and sister. and So, you know, there were always like a dozen kids running around. But I feel like, and I don't know anything, obviously. I'm an idiot. I think anyone who listens to this podcast knows I know nothing. But, like, autism also is like this, this thing where I feel like, people are just now figuring things out with it. Yeah, that's what like I with meant the by, spectrum, like, the, yeah. where it's like, the stigma. There's so many different well, not, types. Well, not, yeah. I don't know types, yeah. but, like... No, 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 you're right, but that... And that's part of the, like, there's so much stigma around it and so many things people don't realize mm -hmm. because, like, think about, like, media conditioning, mm -hmm. right? Like, for a long time, the only two examples most people knew of autism was Rain Man and Forrest Gump. Yep. Right. So it's yeah. like if you weren't Rain Man or Forrest Gump, you weren't autistic. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then, like, and like, but then looking at it now, like, there's still kind of that thing. Like, you're either a savant or you're a complete idiot. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, like, the good doctor. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or, like... The like this is actually this might be controversial, but have you guys seen on Netflix Love on the Spectrum? Yes. Actually, yeah. I don't like it. You don't? Yeah. No, because okay, you can't call the show Love on the Spectrum, but then only use one color palette, That's right? True. It's been, because they're casting it for television. They cast it almost the same way they would like The Bachelor or something. It's okay. like let's pick the most like. Like the like basically they're like let's pick the people that struggle the most but are like 
good like basically like they cherry pick who they want to put on television yeah. and they only show like a very limited version of what the autism spectrum is mm-hmm. what a like, horrible casting yeah, call that would have like, to be there like they're, they're autistic like, all right bring in the bring in the next one they're like not autistic enough get out exactly like, yeah. that's basically but what I feel happens like you're, yeah you're probably right because like there's like there's like they're not autistic enough that one's too autistic yeah, like right. this one's just right yeah. <laughs> so yeah they exactly they goldilocks us yes that's <laughs> I was thinking as you were saying it. Oh, man. You know, so... Now like, I don't like the yeah. show as much. <laughs> but like, and I loved that show. <laughs> We've talked about that show on the podcast yeah. before. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a great show, and it's great to have, like... Well, it's it great that, that It's great that it's, like, an increased version of, of like, uh, representation. Sure. Yeah. You know? But, again, you can't call it love on the spectrum and then not show the whole spectrum. Right. You yeah. know? Especially right. when it's not a dating show. You know? Mm-hmm. It's technically, like, it's so, uh, what you call it, like, almost like documentary style. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that you could very easily include, like, there are autistic people who are married. There are autistic people with children and mm-hmm. who raise, like, raise families and yeah. all this. Right. Autistic CEOs and, like, you know. Yeah, it's kind of misleading because it's, it it's love on the spectrum, but yet you're not actually showing anyone who's on the spectrum in love and having a functional family and everything. So it just makes it seem like it's so all hard. autistic it's yeah. so hard. It, yeah. it makes it seem love. like we're all lonely and yeah. love starved yeah. and none of us can have successful yeah. relationships. But <laughs> even like the cat, the casting is so like it adds it adds to like even old like harmful stereotypes. Like back in like the 40s and 50s, like when autism was still so so new. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like one of like the medical like r- like causes that they used to say like caused autism was refrigerator mothers. They literally said kids got autism because their moms were cold and distant and didn't hug them enough. Really? Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I've heard that term refrigerator mother. I, I don't think I've ever heard it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean it's been proven false but yeah, people still that, think that. Yeah. I was thinking whenever you said refrigerator I was like is that just a mom who's just always feeding the kids? It's <laughs> <laughs> like I mean that, yeah. That's I was thinking I is that a mom that doesn't breastfeed? Is that what they mean by it? Oh, but yeah. That yeah. was actually that was thought Another to be one. the case for a while. Yeah, wow. all kinds of stuff like well, that. Well, the cool thing is though is like I see I see the direction you're moving in, and it's a direction that I I'm I'm stoked for because you're skyrocketing really quickly, which is good. But a lot of work has went into it. It's not like oh this is just happening. I mean I see you're working hard at it to make these things happen, but like whenever like these shows this weekend everybody there's people can look at you and they're like this dude's gonna be a star like Mm -hmm. people are getting pictures with you they're asking for your art because they know in like a couple years they're gonna be turning on the tv that's why they keep looking at me (laughs) (laughs) but i mean so i think it's awesome that like you have this this mind frame where you're just like yeah that show's great but it's not it's not enough. Like it's yeah. not. It's a. It's a start. Exactly. But why aren't we doing it up here? Like why, why aren't we, we getting... trying to do better? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's fantastic that you're so vocal because you are. You're extremely vocal about it to where you're just like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm autistic. Yeah. You know, instead of just being like, well, no, you know, I don't want to talk about it. Well, and I try to be vocal about it because not all of us can be. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But also because, like, I don't fit the stereotype. So yeah. I think, like, that, like, hey, I'm also, like, that thing you only think about this one certain way, I'm also that thing. Like, yeah. broaden your yeah. horizons. See, well, you like, you expand have... your definition. You brought up those two examples, but for me, growing up with a nurse mom, 
she used to do a pediatric home health care. Mm-hmm. And so the autistic kids I was around were the ones that were uh, severe, nonverbal, severe nonverbal PDD and NOS or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So my, forever I thought that was only what autism was. And so it's it's just crazy yeah. now being an adult and now that they know more about autism, looking at how wide the spectrum is. Yeah. Um, and I love, like you saying, you, you are vocal about it. And I love the way that you are vocal. One of my favorite videos, and anyone who's listening to this should go on social media and follow AJ. <laughs> AJ Wilkerson on all social media. Um but you Captain have this, Autism Comedy on TikTok. Oh, uh, there you yeah. go. Captain Autism Comedy on TikTok. Yeah, which is, yeah, I think it's on your TikTok. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know I, which one you're you talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Tell, tell us the story. Uh, so I was hosting an open mic uh, in Orlando, Florida, at a place called Copper Rocket. Super fun show to do. Um, but I was hosting and I was doing some of my material about being autistic. And this lady at the bar was talking to her date not paying attention so the first thing she heard me say was retard strength oh no but then she turned around because she wasn't paying attention and she's like you can't talk about autistic people that way and i was like lady you missed the whole part where i said i'm autistic you know and she just started throwing this fit but then she said something that i was like oh yeah this is like those things people think about autism she goes she goes she basically she was like you're not like you're not autistic and i was like yeah i am i'll show you my diagnosis after this she's like i don't care about your diagnosis i just know the autistic people like uh autistic people would never be able to get on stage and talk Mm -hmm. to people like that wow yeah yeah so it doesn't matter that you're trying to educate her and say i have a diagnosis she's locked in her little box this is yeah. what autism is well no but what was funny was like so like other people like when she said that other people in the room started laughing at her oh no oh that was yeah. my favorite it part turned the tide yeah. like it immediately turned the tide I, and yeah. i didn't have to do anything yeah because yeah. she yeah. i think I, i'm pretty sure from watching i've watched it a few times and send it to some people because i'm like you gotta watch my dude uh just shut this heckler down it's great she was like the aut- the the autistic people I know could never do what you're doing. Yeah. And then the whole room just goes oh, because they were just like now like you're stereotyping. Yeah. Right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like she thought that oh I'm gonna be a champion, and it's like well you you're but you're talking to yeah. someone who's autistic telling them the way an autistic person is supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. You're like, literally silencing an authentic <laughs> voice. Yeah. 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 Man, so yeah, again, people need to follow you on social media because not only do you do funny stuff like that, but then also your uh, your comedy that you post on there. Like you just you posted for uh, you just did the roast battle in L.A. a couple months ago, right, or a month ago? Uh, no, I went out for roast battle last month, uh, but it got canceled the day of. But since I was already out there, uh, Brian Moses reached out to me. Uh, from roast battle and he was like dude just come up to the store like i put you down as like my special guest like just come hang out like something good's gonna happen and then adam ray brought me on as a special guest in the original room of the comedy store yeah um so yeah so but and then because like because it had been canceled the week before and i just didn't get the email until the day of so they went ahead and gave me like a makeup date and stuff, so I'm going back to act, finally do roast battle next month. So. so, what's the roast battle that you have on your TikTok? What's that? You that's from Tampa. 
Okay, like so Tampa like Tampa has a really great comedy scene and there are a lot of like working comics that are based out of Tampa like uh Cam Bertrand who's like yeah. amazing dry bar special who's just on America's Got Talent. Yep, super that funny. dude's based out of Tampa. JJ Curry's super funny based out of Tampa. But they built up this amazing scene and so uh the last Sunday of every month they have a Tampa Roast League. So they do like bracket style roast battles, and every month there's a champion. You oh know? wow, that's cool. Yeah, and they keep everybody's like record and everything. So they're like stats for roast oh, battle. Oh wow, yeah. that's rad. Um, <clears throat> and that was me and my buddy Matt Carter uh, did it like roasted each other, and uh, it's funny because he's like he's like you like he's like a super positive, super nice, super fun guy, and I'm the same way. Like, but it, it hurts our feelings to hurt people's feelings, yeah. and so roasting each other like, like there's one he says a joke and then he turns and puts his head against the wall and he just goes like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can roast anyone. I, I don't think so either, but then sometimes when I'm on stage, I accidentally do it anyways. <laughs> That's the thing because like. I won't say all, but I'd say a lot of funny people are funny because they developed it as like a survival technique. Yeah. You know? Like Yeah. yeah. Like it's if you're if you can roast that. the bully, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or make him laugh. My, or roast myself say, yeah. before exactly. they have a chance yeah. to. Yeah, which yeah. is what I feel like I did growing up. Because I was super poor. I was a kid with a horrible teeth that was super poor. And but I was friends with everyone because before you could make fun of me, I've already done it ten times before you even walked up. Yeah. I had yes. the whole lunch table rolling talking about how horrible of a life I have. So yeah, yeah, and that but that humor care that sense of humor carries over. You know what I mean? And that's what roasting is. It's like I'm gonna say the insulting thing before you can say the insulting thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. It still seems like it'd be. Yeah, hard to do, but it's hard. But it's also a lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun. It's even more fun when you're doing it with people you gen- like. You guys genuinely like each other. Yeah, it's what it's that you That's know it's that because be because right. then it's you know it's you know it's tongue in cheek. You know it's not sure. meant. To, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, you're still my dude. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Instead of being like, I don't know this guy, he's just making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I don't know. Maybe good friendships can start like that too. I don't think. For for one, I felt too bad, but I also don't think I can do it because I'm not witty enough. Like I'm not good at the comebacks. So. Yeah, you are. You're no. yeah, you're better than you think you are. People I, talk about it on the show all the time. Well, I am to you because. Well, that's the thing. You just gotta. You know. I just would have to pretend you're only there and then be like. <laughs> yeah, just twist it and, and, and make it something. Because then different. I'm like, he won't judge me, so it's fine. I can say whatever about whoever. Oh, you be judged. <laughs> so I'll be judging. I just do it silently because you pay my bills. That's right. <laughs> I'm keep doing it. Uh, so we we had a conversation last night that I want to talk a little bit about because there are some comedians who listen to this uh, about your grind. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just basically being like, okay, this doesn't make sense for anyone else. No one else would do this, but I'm going to do it because I just have a feeling if I do, something's going to come from it. So you, that, so you, like you said earlier, you opened for Jay Muse on, yeah. on the road. Uh, that's, as of right now, that's like your, your main dude that you're running yep. with. You have your other shows that you're doing and everything, which is awesome. But like that's that's the thing that you're gonna work everything else around when those things oh, yeah. open up. You're like, I'll cancel everything to do. Yeah. That. Uh, so tell me how you got. Tell people listening mm-hmm. how you got that. Okay. So before COVID, 
I got booked uh, to do this uh, this tour with this entertainment company out of Tallahassee, Florida. So I basically moved to Tallahassee to this house they had rented us for like six months. It was supposed to be for our uh, like rehearsals before the tour and the entire duration of the tour. We we're living in this house. Uh, and we got to Tallahassee, we signed paperwork, moved into the house, and then two days later, lockdown started. <laughs> yeah. So we were already, we stayed rehearsing. That's a horror movie. That's a, yeah. That is exactly what that is. Yeah. It's like, I don't like any of you enough to spend the apocalypse with you. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I'm eating one of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I had that person picked out. Yeah, yeah no. exactly. <laughs> um, but so we were able to stay in the house for a couple months, you know, because it was already paid for, you know. Uh, but instead of like trying to like sign a lease and get like a place in the middle of COVID, I just decided I was like, well, it's now's the time to do it. Like if we're ever going to really try and do this, like COVID puts things into perspective. It's like, no, I'm, I'm putting all of my eggs in this basket mm-hmm. because, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't want to waste time with another basket. Yeah, yeah. I you already know? built this one. Yeah, exactly. I, I was weaving at everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought a 1987 GMC Safari uh, five-speed manual, like, passenger van that had previously been, like, a wheelchair van. So it had one of those little fiberglass tops on it. Uh, and just like converted it into a camper as cheaply and quickly as I could. Nice. Uh, basically, I just built a bunk in the back and got like some storage bins and just uh, used like power tool batteries and stuff like that. And I, I got uh, like one of those little solar batteries I could recharge with the cigarette lighter. And that's what I run all my stuff on. And I just hit the road. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so my first big road trip out in the van i made i happened to go through kansas city i had a comedy buddy who had moved there and they were doing a showcase at this comedy club so i was just going to go for a visit and he gave me a spot on that show i met the club owner and then three weeks later they posted that they were going to run like a like a competition show and the winner would get to open for jay muse so i messaged him i was like hey i want to like submit to come do the contest and he's like i remember you you don't need to like send a video and he's like are you sure you want to drive back to kansas city from florida to do this like competition show and maybe win a spot and i was like yeah i'm like i it's jason muse like i'm yeah, a jay exactly. and silent bob fan like yeah. i'm but not only that to just to put a pin right there yeah it's the fact of you had the, I wouldn't say like courage, but you had like the almost um, the arrogance, <laughs> yeah, to be like I could do that. Mm-hmm. So how far of a drive was that for you? Uh, f- where I was from in Florida to Kansas City is like eleven hundred miles. Yeah, so eleven hundred miles to do a show that you're not getting paid for on yep. the possibility if you are better than these other people this night, not like. Are you a better comedian? But can you make this specific crowd laugh harder than these other guys on this night? Then you you then you can just open, and it's not like they weren't saying now you can work in this club. They're just saying okay, then you can just open for Jamie. Yeah, you basically win a ten minute spot, like a guest spot, to open his show. Most people wouldn't even think of doing that. Yeah, it would just be like that would be cool if it was close by. But you were you felt something that was like, I want to do it. I want to meet JMU's. I have a good feeling about it. I'm going to go do it. And then you won. Yeah. 
Yeah, I won. I won the contest, the competition to open for him, uh, and then went and did like took the van, did some other shows and stuff like that, and then came back like a month later to do the show with Jay. And uh, it wasn't like it wasn't opening for the week because he was there for the entire weekend, like Thursday through oh, it was Sunday. One show. Yeah, it was one show. Oh. So I had worked it out. I I was booked that weekend in Florida. So I picked the Thursday night show. Mm -hmm. So I was doing a 10-minute spot Thursday night for Jay and then leaving, driving straight back through the night like 16 hours to make it back to Florida so the following night I could do Friday night and Saturday night at Margaritaville in Orlando for Bonkers Comedy Club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To host at Bonkers Comedy Club. Because I wasn't in with Bonkers yet, so that was like my audition to work for Bonkers. Yeah, and you can't pass that up because nope. that's the thing. You'll make the drive for that. Exactly. Um, but that 10-minute set went so great. Like, I got a standing ovation for a 10-minute set. Walked. They have, like, a ramp and then, like, a swinging door that goes back into, like, the green room. And it's, like, a backstage area, and then the green room is also back there. Um came off stage back into the green room area and his road manager was there and he's like hey like that was amazing jay wants to know if you're like comfortable with like flying like he wants you to come out and open some shows for him and then jay stuck his head out of the green room and he's like hey brosif can you get on planes and shit that's so cool yeah um had you met him yet uh, kind of like right before I went on stage because yeah. I was basically right behind that swinging door when they like call my name. Um, so I was standing there in like kind of like the on deck circle and he poked his head out of the green room and he was like, he was like asking if like the, the like the, one of the servers had come back yet. And I was like, oh, not yet. And he's like, oh, hey, like nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I came over and they had this little, there's a little table back there and they had this little, ukulele on it but it was like a steampunk ukulele you know it had like gears and stuff on it and uh i don't even remember what i said but he was like he was like oh this is cool and he picked it up and and started playing with it. and i think that's what i said i was like yeah it's like a little steampunk ukulele like uh and or something else but i he laughed and i was like oh cool i made jason yeah. laugh yeah and then I went on stage you right know after how that. Much yeah. That's probably crazy. Laugh. Yeah. yeah, and that's the crazy thing is like because he hey. hadn't been like rolling back there to want you to come. Well, no. So this is actually a funny story I found out from Matt, his road manager, yeah. like months later. So right after he talked to me, he was asking if the server basically he was asking if the server had come back yet because she was supposed to be bringing him something, but he was about to basically take a nap. Because that dude, like, works insane, like, crazy hours. Like, he, like, streams, like, on Twitch, like, almost eight hours a day. And so when he's touring, like, he, like, travel, all that kind of stuff. And then Twitch streams, like, eight, 12 hours a day. Comes to the club. If you have two shows, you're at the club sometimes eight hours. Mm -hmm. So, and then he goes back to his hotel and streams some more, you know. Um, So he normally naps, like, from the time the host goes up to like basically five minutes five minutes before the features off he wakes up crushes a red bull you know maybe takes a drag of a cigarette or something and then goes on stage uh so he he closed that door right as i was going on stage so he could start his nap and then he texted matt matt was outside smoking a cigarette texted matt uh, and he was like, hey, man, what's going He's like, what's going on out there? And Matt had come in from his cigarette and was in the crowd watching my set. 
and he, Jay couldn't sleep because the noise oh, yeah. from the crowd oh, coming through was too loud for him that's to sleep. So awesome. And I mean, so, I'm sorry he couldn't sleep. Yeah. That's awesome. So Matt texted him back. He's like, this dude is killing. You have to come see it. So Jay stuck his head through that swinging yeah. door. Just his floating head watched like the rest of my set. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Dig it. That yeah. is awesome. so cool. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's just like, but that's a, that's what I'm saying is like, if you would not have just been like, I guess I'll just drive, you know, mm-hmm. 14 hours or whatever to go do this show for something I might not even get, that never would have happened. Well, it's 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 kind of like the if you build it, they will come. But yeah. it's like the if you go, things will come. Dude, like good it. things will come. There's a path before you walk down it, and good things are gonna happen. Dude. Yeah. Like that's what's been going on. But man, that is I love that story. Yeah. You told you've told me like five times. <laughs> and I still wanted to hear it. Again. It's a good that's story. It's a great story. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. You said you told me a little bit last night, but you didn't tell me that much detail. That is insane. Yeah. And then so then going from there, so then you started opening for him on the road and everything. Um and so you guys started to kind of develop like at least an acquaintanceship. Like, oh yeah. And then you guys become friends and then I mean you even went uh, to um, the secret stash not too long ago we were talking you went yeah you went to Red Bay yeah that's, um, that's one of our destination places people are probably like what so I'm cool. like Red Bay New Jersey we're going one day it's so but cool but you have the secret stash there and then um, Bon Jovi's restaurant is there too isn't it who cares yeah I think so <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah. I'm just kidding uh, yeah. there is a really cool um there's two different names for them, but like New Jersey has these like uh, they're like these ham roll things, like they're ham and cheese rolled croissant kind of things, mm-hmm. and they're ama- are pepperon no ham rolls yeah yeah uh, but they're amazing and so while we were at the store um, at the secret stash like when we took a break because him and Kevin Smith were there doing like meet and greet events mm-hmm. kind of thing so in between like when the, everybody like stopped for and broke for lunch Jay took me over to this spot and like got got me one and was like dude you have to try this and it is amazing yeah. those things are so good yeah I can't wait till we go yeah definitely <laughs> so but then you go from there and then uh, you get cast as an extra in Clerks 3. Yeah, so I started touring with Jay and doing stuff with him, and then when we were up in New Jersey, because we were doing a weekend at the Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights, the same weekend during the day, they were doing the meet and greets in Red Bank. So after the Friday night show, they were doing meet and greets Saturday and Sunday, so he's like, dude, if you're not doing anything tomorrow, like come down and hang out and stuff and i was like okay cool and then he was like actually do me a favor because he i was staying in the hotel because that comedy club is in the bottom of the hotel so i was staying in the hotel but he was staying in red bank at like a movie producer friend's mansion of course yeah (laughs) so he was like hey do me a favor like come like come early like meet me at this address like make sure because i'll be streaming late tonight so just make sure i'm up in time to we make it over and come over to the meet and greets with me so I went. Oh God, no pressure. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so I drove over there, like got him. We, you know, went in to do the meet and greets. And when we get there, he takes me in and like starts introducing me to people. Yeah. And then he takes me over to Kevin Smith <gasps> to introduce me to Kevin Smith. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm already losing it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. But did you pee a little? <laughs> <laughs> he filled. Define a little. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
But so before I left for New Jersey, before like I took off in the van from Florida up to New Jersey, um, we were talking about uh, uh, Jay's wife Jordan like manages everything like for this modcast and stuff. So she was messaging me about travel stuff, like making sure I didn't want to fly. I was like, no, I'm, I'm bringing the van, all that kind of stuff. Just Give like, me okay. some, that's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, cool. Um, and then she goes, hey, by the way, so that show in Kansas City where I first opened for Jay, that 10-minute set, mm-hmm. Matt, the road manager, was like, hey, like you film, I know you filmed the set. Upload that video and send me the link for it. And so I had sent him the link for it. He sent it to Jordan Jordan, while we're talking about travel, she goes, oh, by the way, I sent your video to Kevin. Oh, dude. Yeah, and then she's like, he was he was impressed. He thinks, you know, he, th- he thought it was great. So I had complete, this was like a couple of weeks before I actually left for New Jersey. So right. I'm there. I had forgotten all about it. Sure. Right? Jay goes to introduce me to Kevin, and Kevin interrupts him. Kevin Smith stops Stop Jay, and he's it. like, you're AJ, right? Yes. You're oh. so fucking funny, man. Oh, yes. I, I came in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sorry for saying that. No, no dude. No. <laughs> well, that's the thing, because like, we've, we've had the conversation before about how much his movies mean to the both of us. Yep. Like, we instantly bonded over that. Like, yeah. And I've talked about it on the show before. I'm married to her because of Mallrats. Yeah. We, when she, I worked in a movie store, so I, I, I worked at Movie Gallery in Spencer. I was the, the you know, it's I was the, clerk there. the one that's still there. Like, it's not open anymore, but it's, it's still there. It's a restaurant now. now but yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you could see it where we were. Uh, no, 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 in Ellettsville. Oh, I, cause I, I, yeah, because I went back. It was yeah. across the street from where we were. Yeah. Nice. Where our show was, it was complete. It was just diagonal. Nice. Diagonal seen a so she came in, she rented a movie, and then uh, she went home, and then I got into the computer and got her phone number uh, <laughs> and called her. You adorable little creep. I, just, I was going to yeah, say, just if it didn't work out, stalker. it would have been yeah. very stalker. Yeah, so, so totally creeped on her. But I called her, and we the first movie we watched was on the phone. We watched Mallrats. We, we both did the had whole a thing. Copy. We both had a copy. And we did the thing like one, two, three, play. So we watched Mallrats together. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole time, and like that was the thing for me because I didn't know any other girls who liked Kevin Smith movies. You know, I, it was just my scumbag friends and me. So <laughs> this girl not only liked Kevin Smith movies, but she got the joke. She knew the joke. She was talking about the other Kevin Smith movie. She's talking about Dogma. She brought up Chasing Amy, you know, and I'm like, what? Like, what? who are you? So, like, fell in love with her. So if it was not for Kevin Smith, I might not have <laughs> he kids. He would she's not cool. Yeah. Who knows? Like, <laughs> so Kevin Smith owes you child support, basically. I think so. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. He's, he's You're just, responsible for these rugrats. <laughs> you did this to us. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, in a weird way, he's my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> when we first got together... Um, neither one of us had a car, so we only seen each other on the weekends. So throughout the week, we just talk on the phone, and that's the only way we could watch a movie together. Yeah. So, so but like, so, I mean, like you telling us this story is yeah. just like what like dreams are made of. Yeah. Because so, and I've talked about it on the show multiple times that I have. So I have goals, like just these goals that I want to meet, make meet in my life. Like, okay, well. And in comedy, I have specific goals. And I've been reaching, like, I'll make a goal, and then I get to that goal. Like, my first goal in comedy 
was that I wanted to open for Dusty Slay. And then after five years, after I was like, in five years, I want to open for Dusty Slay, and it happened a few months later. <laughs> and then, nice, uh, you featured, yeah. Him. Not only did I, know, I featured for him uh, on a weekend, and then we became pals. And sh- she was like, "Okay, well, you, you did your goal. What's your next one?" I was like, "I want to go on the road with Dusty. Like that's that's my next goal." And then it was like a month later, he called me and was like, "Hey, can you come to Alabama?" And I was just like, "I'm doing it." Yeah. So you know, and then. Uh, but then it was. She was like, "Okay, well, what's your next goal?" And I was like, "It's not completely comedy related, but the only way it'll happen is through comedy." I want to meet Kevin Smith. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, you're going there." Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "You're really shooting up there." I was like, "That's what I want to do." Yeah. Uh, that's that's like the next goal, but uh, yeah, dude, I, I love this. Yeah. I love it. And then just to see like like us doing the shows this weekend, and like I said, the way that people react to you is awesome because they're they see like you've got you you have for lack of a better word like star quality like you you just see you on stage and and hanging out with you like you're charismatic and everything that's cool but like whenever you get on stage it's like last night whenever you got on stage the first thing you said my mom leaned over to me she's watched your videos i've sent them and she leaned over she's like is that his voice and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> that's, that's just the way he's going to talk for the rest of the time. He's from Florida. Leave him alone. <laughs> but it's like it's so cool to watch these these people just. Like, you don't know how impressive it is that he can talk at all. You're going to make fun of the way he does it. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> but, no, it's just so cool. Like, these people that just, like, instantly are invested. They're just like, yeah. And then to see these things happen, because, like, we've only been friends for, like, a year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's been completely, like, uh, random messages every now and then. One of us will just message them, like, oh, dude, that looked like a cool show. Yeah. You know, hey, man, what's going on? Like, we'll just random messages like that, and then whenever you're coming through town, you know, you, you came, the last time you came through town, you stopped and, and caught a show, and we hung out for a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I saw you at Gutty's in Indianapolis. Yeah, So and it's... It's like uh, it's not like it's been a long friendship, but we talked about it that night. To where it's like every now and then you just meet somebody where you're just like, "Oh, you're my guy." Yeah, <laughs> dude, I talked about that on another podcast, like talking about like being autistic and like social anxiety and stuff. Like, uh, I don't know what it is, but the, like uh, other autistic people, like I've talked to, they say it's it's the same way. Like, not everyone makes us uncomfortable. Some people, you're just naturally like as soon as you meet them, you're like. This is fun. This is great, actually. Yeah. You know, and it was that. It was like, I can be me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he likes, yeah, this is great. I think that was one of the first things you said to me. Like, after the show, we were outside, and you're like, dude, I could just be myself yeah. around you. And yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, we're family now. That's part of Jake's charm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, no, I don't know I'm... what it is. It's just, whatever, man. We're all just, we're all just people. Yeah. We're all just doing the thing. Let's just... Sometimes it's cool to I do it together. I, Dude, think, I think it's because you were a pastor. Because pastors are basically like therapists for poor people. <laughs> yeah, that's... It feels like, true. oh, big therapy energy. Uh, you know, but I think it's more if I was a preacher because of I'm already like Right. That. So that's, I, that's why I thought that's the direction I was supposed mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. Is because the people are drawn to me and I... I 
You got People camp counselor spirit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's it. Like a camp counselor. He got put in the position he was in our church. Uh, you look, people were you look like a camp counselor at a camp that only hires reformed felons. <laughs> <laughs> you look like the guy that cuts wood at that camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. You're That's right. why we get along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm starting It's to like, hey, buddy, you want to pair up and we'll just run things yeah. with cabin six? We'll, we'll, we'll win the camp trophy this year. <laughs> we're starting this camp. We're gonna build our own go karts this year. I'll be the camp nurse. Yeah, dude, we're we doing. We look like the success stories from fat camps in the nineties. Yeah. But mine is like yours is a success But look, story, kids, if you like, try really hard, this is the best you can do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they're <laughs> kind of chubby. Exactly. <laughs> They're not that skinny. <laughs> look, we're not saying you're not yeah. going to have terrible knees. Yeah. <laughs> look, we didn't lead with those guys. Yeah. Remember the six skinny dudes we showed you first? <laughs> Aim for that, but at least achieve this. Yeah. <laughs> maybe instead of like a cult, maybe we can just start with just just the camp first. Mm-hmm. We'll just have we'll, we'll do. And just then nobody camps. leaves. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calm down. Now you're getting creepy with it. Uh, those people left. <laughs> okay. Okay, then it's like American Horror Story 1984. Okay, there we Because those people did yeah. yeah. They stayed. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, they left Camp Crystal Lake in bags, in but, bags they left. but they were gone. They yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. They left his luggage. <laughs> <laughs> we Actually, we talk about movies a lot on this podcast. Do you... Do you get down on, on TV and movies a lot? I get down on movies and TV. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk. Let's get That's kind of one of the you first, know, like, things, like, uh, like go like getting my autism diagnosis and talking to him about. That was, like, uh, one of the first things he noticed. He's like, you fixate on, like, pop culture stuff. And I was like, yeah. I joked with my friends my whole life. Like, my friends will call me and be like, hey, what was this actor that was in this thing? And I'll tell them, like, the actor, the name of the movie, all that. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, a human IMDb. How, how old are you? I'm 33. 33, so same age as me. So that's why, because we're all 90s kids, and TV was our babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have you been watching? Like, what have you been into here lately? Uh, here lately, so I watched Squid. I finished Squid Game you recently. Told me about that. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I need to watch it. I've not even started it yet. It's good. It's dark, but it's good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I I just finished uh, the other night. I finished that like Marvel What If, like that animated multiverse. I've not watched it, but the boys keep telling me. My sons, they keep they're like, Dad, you gotta check it out. And it's then I literally so was just reading uh, What If Wolverine fought Conan. So I'm oh, reading I'm reading the comic. Cool. Yeah, it's right over there. I'm reading the comic, and then Holden walked by, and he's like, oh, you'll read the comic, but you won't watch the cartoon? <laughs> and I'm like, I'll watch it, dude. Come on. Yeah. And then the other thing recently is uh, Netflix has been adding a bunch of, like, 90s comedies over the last couple months. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll sneak one in every, mm-hmm. like, update or whatever. So I've been catching up on some of those. Yeah. Like, I rewatched the original Mortal Kombat movie recently. I, 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 dude, I like it. I like it, too. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Not only that, but who's, uh, I'm going to have to look this up. Or you might know. who's Who plays Sonya in it? Oh, I don't know that one, but she's a very attractive lady. <laughs> but that's the thing is like this movie, a lot of people give it a lot of flack because they're just like, oh, well, it's such a bad movie. But like Christopher Lambert is in it, first of yeah. all. 
which is great. So, so the one who plays Sonya is Bridget Wilson Sampras, um, which is Veronica Vaughn from Billy Madison. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's and then she's also there was a movie that I just watched that had her in it and uh, what was it it was like an older movie that I was like wait what is it I was like oh it was I know what you did last summer she's Elsa she's the older sister oh yeah so I because I was watching it and I looked and I was like wait that's Sonya Blade (laughs) (laughs) well I know like slightly more obscure obscure references like the dude that plays Shang Tsung uh, is also the grandpa in Johnny Tsunami, Johnny the Tsunami. Disney oh, yeah. Channel classic. Dude, we we watched, uh, we watched something. I think it was Johnny Tsunami. Whenever we got Disney Plus, and it was on there, and I watched it. Yeah, because we watched. And all I of those and I had said that. Okay, speaking of movies, you got we're Disney and and TV kids from the same era, so you guys are probably all already aware of this. But Disney just dropped it for because it's Halloween, the best Disney movie. Of all time, under wraps the t- straight to television I classic. So, on that but here's the thing: happened. there's there's two there's there's a remake that they did, but there's so you're talking the, about the I'm original. talking about the OG. The OG yeah, one. I need to watch it because I feel like I've seen it, but I think that I may be getting it confused with an old Goosebumps episode. Oh yeah, yeah, because there's a Goosebumps episode that's pretty close to it. I think I could be wrong. But I, I think so. I Because th- I think that um, Vampire Breath, I believe, is the Goosebumps episode I'm thinking Oh, of. yeah. I think it's close to it. But I could be completely, like, it, maybe I watched them both, like, on the same night. Like and then that, they're connected in my head. Or like that, uh, uh, what's it called? I can't think of the name of the, the actual theory behind it. But do you remember how, like, people collectively remember? The Mandela uh, Effect. Yes, the Mandela yeah. Effect. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. Shazam movie with Sinbad that never happened. Yeah. 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 So that one is interesting because people are talking about that one so much. And there's actual photographic evidence, people say, of it, where there is a picture that you can find with Sinbad. Yeah, but it's from, and, like, Sinbad in, like, a commercial or, or like, an he, SNL sketch says, or something. There's been a couple people lately that have come out and been like, I was in that movie. Really? Yeah, this is, like, new. I just seen an article, like, two days ago where somebody was like, yeah, that movie was real. I was in it. Sinbad just doesn't remember. And it's like, how could you not... Remember, so somebody, I, so someone in Hollywood has just been gaslighting us into thinking yeah. that we didn't remember this movie. But at the same time, that movie, if it is what people think it is, was also the type of like just straight to Disney but movie thought, where like people they probably wrote it in a day, they probably filmed it in two. The Harwood, the Star Wars Christmas special. Basically, yeah, where they're like bury it. Yeah, <laughs> they're like don't ever talk about it again. Yeah, I'm bury that getting now. That commercial and Kazam confused. Well, that and that technically that is what technically, a lot of people yeah. is doing. Yeah. That's what they're saying is that okay. you're just getting that confused. But there's people that are like, no, I swear I've seen. Okay, it. rewatched that uh, like maybe a year or so ago. The Kazam movie with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Okay, again, random IMDb brain. The little kid from that movie mm-hmm. grow grew up. Uh, uh, obviously, yeah. yeah we're uh, here. Have you guys ever? Wait, what you're blowing my mind. Have you guys ever seen Veronica Mars? Yes. He play. He's the uh, like the Spanish street tough dude in Veronica Mars. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's my White child grew up yes. to be a Mexican man. Oh, yeah. 
amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that rarely happens. Yeah. He li- literally, as a little kid, he looked like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had yeah. I had no idea. We've been. Uh, what you're watching Halloween Town two right now? I just watched Halloween <laughs> Town while I was clean. Well, I finished. I finished Why Women Kill, and then I watched Halloween Town, and then I started this. Do you watch? Do you watch any horror movies? I do actually. Uh, the new Netflix did it as like that trilogy that uh, oh, the Fear, Fear Street. Street. Yes, it was so good. Her, Jake and Jasmine watched that together, and she kept begging me. She's like, Mom, watch Fear Street with me. And I was like, I will when I have time. And she has these Fear Street books. So I thought it was just a more mature version of Goosebumps. I didn't know they were actually scary. And yeah. she, when was it? When you went to Minnesota? Yeah, when I was in Minnesota, you watched I, it. And I you, watched you were the texting me, and you were like, This is scary. And I went and got her. Or she, We watched the first one on the couch, and then the second night we watched it here in the bedroom. And I was like, Daddy's gone, so you have to stay in bed with me. And then <laughs> I watched. She gonna do? I don't understand your logic behind that. Like, no, are you gonna throw her I'll at tell, the murderer? I'll tell yes. You yes. I'll tell you my logic in a minute. And then I watched the third one by myself, and I went to her room and got her out of bed, and I said, "I need you to come sleep with me." But my logic behind this is: is if I'm in here by myself, I only have to defend myself. I'm gonna die much faster. But if my kid's in here, you I'm have motivation. Yes. Yeah, you're getting mama bear. Yes. Yes. All right. Is. Because for me, if I'm scared and have like Holden sleep in the bed with me, it's because he's slower than I am. <laughs> so, like, I know I'm going to get out of this room way quicker than he is. And then I'm locking the door but, behind like, if me. Some, if some dude is like standing over me and I'm by myself, I'm going to get scared and I'm going to freeze up. But if they're standing over me, my kids are, I'm going to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm going to I feel like out. if you wake up and there's a dude standing over you, he's not good at his job anyways. Yeah. You should have already been dead. <laughs> you know, like if you're sleeping. I, I guess that's true. Dude, I was ju- I just listened to a true crime podcast not so long ago about this guy who <laughs> would break into people's houses while they were sleeping and just hit them in the head with a hammer while they were asleep. I took care of a patient one that's time. That's insane. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. Maybe that's too much. Never mind. I was going to say something, but I don't know if yeah, I'm breaking HIPAA. You probably, <laughs> so. you probably are, so. At least, <laughs> at least don't very, do it on the podcast. It's a very unique <laughs> circumstance, so. Yeah, yeah, maybe just at least don't do it on the podcast. But do so you watch Fair Street? I did. Those were really good. Yeah. Now, did you like all three of them the same, or was like the first one like so good, the second one blew your mind, and the third one was okay? I actually really liked the third the one. The third was a lot. my favorite. That makes yeah. me happy. That was like the back and <clears throat> See, and that makes me happy yeah. that because was my favorite. she said the same thing. Uh, because to me, the like third they one ju- I they literally build on each other so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. I never really get into like that um, time period of movies. Oh, I do. So that was my that was my only issue, but. I am such a nerd for, like, camp horror. Mm -hmm. So the issue, I think, with me is that the second one... That's that hit you in your favorite. That was yeah. mine. I was like, I mean, you're you're talking about you know we're in what was it the seventy the late seventies early eighties mm-hmm. so those are the late seventies. You're talking about uh, a killer with an axe wearing a mask running around a camp mm-hmm. like those that's my genre that's everything like my favorite american horror story season was 1984 because yeah. it all takes place in the camp the third one that's what do you call that like the puritan era 
Yeah. yeah. I like that stuff. I liked it even more that they managed to combine it with the pr- like what yeah. was that happening. Was yeah. Yes. I did dig that. Like yeah. that, I think that even added to the camp and gave like the whole camp thing yes. a whole new take. Because like, you're when right, was yeah, there a camp right. where someone like the killer is literally someone who was slow, like slowly driven crazy, mm-hmm. and then like taken over by a witch? Yeah. No, I mean you're right. An you're ancient right. witch. Yeah, yeah an you know? ancient witch. Dude, they were so good. I'm gonna rewatch them. Yeah. We, we haven't watched them together. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch. Spoilers, them. sorry. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, well, yeah. They should know that. by now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're usually pretty good about at least giving a while before we'll yeah. spoil something. Like, yeah. There's some stuff like we just recently watched the new Halloween movie. Watched it Friday night. Have you watched that? No, I haven't yet. Is yeah. it good? I'm not. So I'm not gonna do any spoilers at yeah, all. Yeah. But to me, what I feel like, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say they're obviously gonna do another one. Because they're setting it up like that, anyways. Um, I'm gonna hold off on saying how much I like it until I watch the last one. Gotcha. Because I don't think this is the last one. It could be, but if it is, then that sucks. And I don't think it is. I think there's at least gonna be one more. Which typically, whenever they do that, anyways, they do trilogies. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. even though this is a continuation from the original Halloween movie. Because it's like the they had the one that came out like last year or the year before, whatever, which was yeah. a se- direct sequel to the first Halloween movie. So yeah. all the other ones are not even canon anymore. <laughs> they just got them That's out of the there. Thing, like, but the, the, but this is going to be like a trilogy. All the like I think Friday the Thirteenths are still in canon with each other. Sure. But I mean, they, I mean technically, yes, yeah, they are. But but Halloween. Well, hold is on. There's not a, which all. which one is the Friday the Thirteenth where? Um, it's like the real weird one that deals with like possession and everything, and then all of a sudden, like they like there's a Mister Voorhees, like there was a dad, and then they go oh. to the house. I don't know if that's canon because that one. I don't got, know that one's weird. weird. Uh, it's also like Jason in space, Jason X. Do yeah. you remember that one? Yeah, but that's in canon because the way that that happens is that he's frozen. Uh, the military gets him, and then he's frozen, and then. Years later, people would get him and take him on the ship. So, like, that I could still see being canon. But yeah. the one that confuses me... That's true. I th- is it Jason Goes to Hell? I can't remember which one it is for sure. Which I should, and I, I'm, a, I'm a jerk. I know it's at the very end, like, Freddy's claw. I think it is, because Freddy's, like, claws come out. And that's when they originally planned on doing Freddy versus Jason, but it was years later where they did that. So, you're talking about the one where he is... Uh, where like the, they show all his the possession and everything. I think so. I don't know. I know. That, so that's <laughs> that. Well, they start kind of melding, melting yeah, together yeah. after a while, because that's like it's, I I obviously can remember the first one very well. That it's the first one and the third one because that's the one where if you're not watching it in 3D, some of the stuff is very weird. Mm, yeah. Uh But I also think because I don't think it's even called Friday the 13th. I think it's just called Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. The, that yeah, was a Jason, Jason movie. Hell, that the was Final the... Friday. Yeah. Uh, so this is the one that came out in '93. Yeah, yeah this it was is the not. One that I, this is the one that I'm talking about. And it says serial killer Jason Voorhees' supernatural origins are revealed. I don't know if that's canon mm. because it gets pretty weird, and it's technically not called Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. and I think they they did that on purpose. 
I'm pretty sure there was like a licensing issue well, with it. But I mean, he would have to be of supernatural origins. Like he drowned and then lives in the bottom of a lake like old Greg. Yeah. <laughs> but then and th- but then he also ages. Drinks Baileys from a shoe. <laughs> yeah. Do you love me? <laughs> Did you learn to love me? <laughs> I showed you my downstairs mix up. <laughs> but the it's thing- a mangina. <laughs> <laughs> I call this one I call this one old Greg. Yeah. <laughs> But the the thing with that too is that it, he has to be supernatural because not only does he drown and then live, but then it's years later and it, they never say that it was a dream in the very first one at the end of the movie where he jumps up and grabs her and everything. Mm-hmm. They make it seem like that really happened, and then the next movie he's an adult, so he went from being a a boy in the lake to the next movie he's an adult. Yeah. I think it... Because the second one starts right off with her in the hospital. Yeah. I think... No, they're like, you. They're like it was just you and everything, but it's like, I don't know. I just feel like... No, but it was because the cops were right there, and yeah. so they went and got her, so she did just stream that. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Man. Yeah, she does, she does, like, wake up in the hospital. Yeah, at the yeah I remember that. Yeah. And, but I just... The boy. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good impression. That you said it was. Where's the boy? I don't know. I'm just saying that uh, I don't feel like Jason goes to Hell's Canon. Okay. It might not Maybe be. Not. Okay, so Jason. Okay, do you remember? Uh, it's been a couple years now. Maybe like 2015, somewhere around there, when they rebooted Friday the Thirteenth. With, the, with uh, Sam. From yeah, with Sam from Supernatural. <laughs> That one was actually very good, but also features one of my favorite. I love when somebody, when something happens in a horror movie that makes people laugh. Yes. Yeah. And I saw that one in theaters. And when the body drops on the car and the obnoxious jock dude screams like a girl, yeah, yeah. the entire theater died yeah. laughing. There's actually a few funny parts in yeah. that movie. I only have one gripe with it. It's a good movie. I yeah. feel like it is a good movie. I just kind of almost wish it wasn't a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Because the way they made Jason is they almost... Like, the creepy thing about Jason is he's, it's supernatural. Like we were saying, he's it's like there's no stopping him. Uh, he's... How did he get from that place How did to he get there place? so quickly? But then you watch this, and he's, like, got these tunnels... And he's it's super fast. Like, he's like running like he's all over the place. He's just a really smart serial killer. Instead. Yeah, it yeah. almost made yeah. it too realistic to where it's like, man. It, but I get that a lot of people probably like that because it's like it, it makes it more. They almost combined him with Leatherface. I was yes. literally yeah, hundred percent. Yes. No, I mean, yeah. for real, that's really I feel like what they did. Yeah, they almost just like took one of the guys from Wrong Turn and just made a whole movie about him, <laughs> like. So that was my only gripe with it, but it was a great movie. And I mean, yeah. Sam from Supernatural, like dude, that's yeah. that's all he loves Supernatural. Same. Oh my god, so have you watched all of it? Huh? Uh, I may not have finished the f- the last season. Uh, finish it. Yeah, I need it's, to. You would know if you finished yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It, it's one of those things where it's, there's certain shows that I never watched the last episode of until like like Sons of Anarchy. I never watched the last episode until this year. Yeah. And He's just like, because I was like, nah, I was like, yep. I, I know what happens. People spoiled it for me. I don't. If I don't watch it though, it never happens. Yeah. But Supernatural did such a good job oh, of just so wrapping everything up in a delicious New Jersey ham roll <laughs> and having Jason Mewes deliver it to you. Like it's just so okay. good. So definitely. Barry. 
And that's the that's the show that's on. Uh, it's on uh, HBO, right? HBO or Showtime? Yeah, I think HBO. Yeah. But it's a uh, yeah, Bill Hader. Yeah, who's amazing. Love Bill Hader. Yeah, he's so dude. Funny. He's one of my favorite. I love like when SNL cast members break character because they're laughing. I love it. Yeah, yes. he was one of the best at that. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, though, back in the day when Jimmy Fallon did it, it always irritated me. I think it's because you could tell Jimmy Fallon wasn't really breaking. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like you could tell he was kind of like fake laughing. Like Bill Hader, you could tell he just literally he couldn't, couldn't contain it. Yeah, he it. Just yeah. Help it. Because like I love Jimmy Fallon now, like his show and everything. I like his show, but I did not like him on SNL. But going back and rewatching his SNL stuff now, I'm okay with him. But then I hated it. I was like, why is he on this show? <laughs> but yeah, dude, Barry is so smart and funny. Have you watched it? No, all? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's so funny and smart, and it's like, basically it's about a guy who's a hitman and doesn't want to be a hitman anymore, and he just wants to be an actor, but he's a horrible actor, and uh, the Fonz is in it, the Fonz is like his acting coach and stuff, it's so funny, but the dude that is in that show, the Russian dude, that's like all bald and everything, that guy is so funny. So funny. Well, that's what reminded me because you were like, and we're ready to go. I was like, everybody ready to go? I was like, I think we're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> making, yeah. Doing that guy's accent. Yeah, he's so funny. Barry is a really, really good show. Barry, I, we are best friends we're best now. We're best friends now, yeah? Huh? Why, are you, why are you so mad at me? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it is? He kind of, it's... It makes it even funnier, but he sounds like a Russian Christopher Walken. Yeah, kind of. I think the thing that cracks me up the most is that he's supposed to be, like, this hardcore guy in the Russian mafia, and he's just, like, a sweetheart, but also will kill you. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so good. Yeah, that is a fantastic show. I need to watch it. Yeah. I don't know. I think you would like it, but it's not, like, a show that you'd, like, get into. I retire one day, and all I do is sit around and watch TV. It's pretty my dope. Goal. That's my goal in life. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Because <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what I do. <laughs> it's a we got to get on to Netflix so then she can stay home and just watch you on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. There we go. Yeah, perfect. No. <laughs> the, first like, day of, the first day of your retirement, that's what you have to do. Is you like, okay, but you have to watch my Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not all the time, but day one. Yeah, day one. mine won't be on Netflix. It'll be on Tubi. <laughs> I got a Tubi special coming out. Plex. Plex. Check out my first comedy special on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> We're bringing it back. Uh, I, what's, um, there was another show that we'd been watching here lately. I can't remember what it was. We've been watching Scream Queens. Scream Queens. Have you seen that? I saw the first season which, funny story, the girl in Scream Queens with the headphones? Yeah, yeah. Billy Lord. Yeah. 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 Uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah. And Debbie Reynolds' granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, she's my favorite in, in Scream Queens. Oh Wins. my God, she's, she's so funny. She's so funny. She's so funny off screen. Like, whenever she's not the one, I guess she's technically on screen, but whenever she's not the one that's not even focus, talking, yeah. and she's just in the back, it's the faces <laughs> that she makes, dude, it's so good. Uh, season two is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got John Stamos. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's and so funny. And Christy Alley. 
Christy Alley, yep, yep, she's yeah. also nice. Yeah. And I always forget his name, uh, Shark Boy Jacob from Twilight. Oh, uh, Taylor Lautner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which it blew my mind whenever she's like, it's Shark Boy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, you what? Didn't know that? I'd never watched him really, but the kids yeah. did. Yeah. So I knew who it was just based off that. But we were talking about. Um, do you have any anything else you've been watching that you want to talk about? Uh, no, but watch? since you brought up Shark Boy, if you want to feel real weird, uh, <laughs> yes. Lava Girl was in the Sin City sequel. Do you remember the uh, yes. like Bruce Miller's or whatever Sin City Frank with Bruce Miller. Frank yeah. Miller? Yeah. yeah. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was yes, in it. yes. I knew where you were going. Yep. <laughs> so the sequel to that, or uh, like that, the second one that the they did. Kill for. She's uh, the prostitute. Really? Yeah. Huh. So Lava <laughs> Shark Boy grew up to be a werewolf, and Lava Girl became a lady <laughs> of the night. <laughs> so they're both doing stuff at night. <laughs> yeah. you know, they're both. They're both, got, they're they're both, both real active jobs. during full moons. Yeah, they both yeah. had night jobs. <laughs> <laughs> both oh, work God. third shift. Yeah. You fit in perfectly with us because this is the kind of conversation we have. Like, did you know that the person that was in this movie is actually in this one? Um, so, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about as far as like what we've been I mean, watching? Not at the moment. Have you been keeping up with American Horror Story at all? Like the newest season? No, American Horror Story is one of those shows like I started it. The first season was great. Then it was like, this show has a bunch of seasons and is still on TV, so let me save it. Ah. Kind of Well, the cool thing about that show, though, is since it's an anthology, you don't have to do that. I and know. You don't have and to watch the seasons in order if you don't want, but it does help. But I so I think that's what I'm going to start doing is I'm just going to watch one season, like binge one season at a time, yeah. and then circle back to. I mean, it. you can skip ahead to 1984, Dude, which is season. I'm nine. telling you, 1984 season nine is so. Billy dumb. Lord's in that. Yeah, she's like one of the main characters yeah. in it, and the whole thing, and Richard Ramirez is a big part of it. Uh, dude, okay. it's so okay. good, and it all takes place like the majority of it takes place at a camp, so it's got heavy, heavy Friday the Thirteenth feels, which is that's my, like I love Friday the Thirteenth. Those are like my favorite horror series, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I think used to be, yeah, but I I, I love Friday the Thirteenth. I like that man. It's so good. My my favorite horror movie franchise is Scream. Scream. I love Scream. Yeah, which I'm excited for the new one. Uh, but also, so we since we talked about it already, Fear Street, like the opening of the Dude, first one, uh, that yes. like almost shot for shot. Yeah, for the, you know from the beginning of Scream. Is, the girl. No, that's that. so I, that's Ethan Hawke's daughter. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's kids an actor. Yeah. <laughs> and Uma Thurman, right? Ethan Hawke and yes. Uma Thurman. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So that's their daughter, and she's also in Stranger Things. She's robbing yeah. things, yeah. Because that's what like Jasmine was trying to like school me on it. Like, oh, I know who that is. It's Robin from Stranger Things, and I was like, you know who? It I really didn't know is. she was Ethan Hawke's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Which he's got a new horror movie coming out, I guess, where he's like some creep wearing a mask or something and abducting abducting people. I, I don't know what it's called, but Ethan, I love. That's Ethan not Hawk. even a movie. That's just <laughs> what just he Ethan does. Hawk. Yeah. yeah. What, are you talking about The Purge? We've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> we watched that for the first time not too long ago. Yeah. Just the first one. I've not seen any. Or did we watch? Yeah, we watched yeah. the first two, I think. Yeah. 
the, so I've not seen any other ones. Well, here's a here's movies. a good one since you talked about the purge. Um, okay, so Frank Grillo from the I forget which purge movie it is. Yeah, that's I think it's the one like the political one. Okay, so I, I've not uh, seen that one. So Frank Grillo, the uh, Brock Rumlow from like the Marvel movies. Okay. Um, he is he's actually a really good actor like better than he gets credit for but there's a show called Kingdom mm-hmm. where it's he's like an older like MMA fighter with his own gym and his sons are MMA fighters huh okay and his sons are uh, Jonathan Tucker like the have you ever seen Animal Kingdom on FX mm-hmm. I don't think so you ever see uh, it's an older movie but it's uh, 100 Girls is an old comedy? No. I don't think I've seen that one either. Uh, American Gods. Okay. Yes. Okay, the first episode of American Gods when Shadow is still in prison, uh-huh. the dude talking to him, yeah. that's Jonathan Tucker. Okay. Gotcha. And I'm also sure in American Gods, that character that he's playing is the actual Loki. Okay. You're going to go check on the animals at 1.40 in the morning? How about not? <laughs> I already checked on them earlier, so they're fine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, I think they're all right. They're not. I fed them. Don't worry. Because <laughs> he's yeah. just remembering he hasn't fed them. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, God, I got to go check on the animals. Uh... Yeah, so I'm not going to bring Grillo now. Uh, full disclosure, that, like, oh, no, I just remembered the animals. That's an object permanence thing. The out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Very common in ADD and ADHD. Yeah, well, we definitely <laughs> had sure. discussions that he's... <clears throat> well, we'll have it looked into. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let's, let's talk about... Uh, now, as far as reading, we don't. I've not read anything else. You have this. I know you want to talk about it. I have. Um, well, no, that's not true. I have read stuff. You go first, though. Okay, so catch AJ up. My reading goal for the year was 15 books. I have now hit 30. <laughs> yeah, I think she's gonna make her goal. <laughs> um. So I don't remember. I think I just I talked about my 29th book, which was the third installment of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And then yesterday at like 5 a.m., because I haven't gone to sleep yet, I finished my 30th book, which was Playing With Fire, which was my romance smut book that I wanted to read. (laughs) And it was good and juicy like they should be. Yeah, I know you woke me up. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't don't feel bad. My my version of like romance smut is... um, like not horrible because I really enjoy them but like uh, like sci-fi like obscure sci-fi and and stuff like that yeah so I have like the Kindle Unlimited where you can just download a but like all the ebooks and stuff with Amazon so I found these series like there because it's like people will write like 13 books in a series and I'm just like done yeah we I love series So there's one that's like Lockdown, so it's like the Fugitive Marines series. So it's like Space Marines, you know? Okay. But it's, uh, these dudes are like framed for like a crime by the government and they're like locked on a space station 
and that space station is like the first thing that like this alien like uh intelligent life form reaches and starts like taking over people so they escape from prison so they can get to earth to it to like warn humanity mm-hmm. that this is coming and no one believes them <laughs> so they literally have to go back on the run to space to fight the aliens oh rad dude i love stuff like that. yeah Yeah, that that one and then there's another series uh it's called the last reaper series and it's about like the basically like a cybernetically enhanced uh like special like former special operations soldier with with an advanced artificial intelligence implanted in in him i need to get into some of these sci-fi books i i like everything so Right now, I just finished that romance book, but I'm re-listening to Harry Potter, and then I'm getting ready to start. So I have an audiobook, an e-book, and then a physical book, usually. And the book I'm getting ready to start is the fourth installment of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book, which is uh, so long, thanks for all the fish. <laughs> yep. So, um, like, those are all very different from each other. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's that's great. Reading all different kinds of stuff, dude. If you're into that kind of stuff, if you like those types of books, there's an author, uh, Keith C. Blackmore, and he's got um, the Mountain Man series. Okay. So it's called Mountain Man, and it's basically about this guy um, who is kind of just like a, you could say an average Joe, but he's more like a slacker than anything. And then the zombie apocalypse happens. And it's, like, following this guy. Like, it's his story. So it's, like, how he's surviving it. And it's very well written. And there's a whole series on this. Super funny. Nice. Um, it's it's almost like the way he's, he writes it is almost like he's just telling you the story. Like, yeah. two buddies hang out <clears throat> and he's just, like, he's just telling it. And I really like that. But the cool thing about this is, and uh, I, I don't think it's a spoiler because it's a pretty big part of one of the books... Um, I don't think it's the first one. I can't remember which one. But, like, in my mind, I always thought, like, whenever I think of, like, a zombie apocalypse, I'm like, dude, I bet serial killers, like, are so would be so happy in the zombie apocalypse, right? Because, like, normal people just turn into complete psychos. But what if a complete psycho was in the zombie apocalypse and the, he's got a whole storyline about, like, a serial killer who was a serial killer before the apocalypse and like all these horrible things that he did before, but now he's living through the zombie apocalypse, and it's it's really really cool. Hmm. So yeah, Mountain Man, I are highly those, recommend. Are those them. like quick nice. reads? Yeah, they're pretty are quick. The books you were talking um, about quick reads. Pretty quick reads. Like, like too thick of a book. Like <clears throat> if you've got to make it more than four hundred pages, to me, I'm like, all right, just give me more than one book then. Yeah, I mean, it depends. For me, it it really depends. So this is like the Kindle, like on the iPhone app. So iPhone pages, it's three hundred and eighty-eight. So in print, it's probably like two fifty. Okay, that's Um, what I like. But since you were talking about the like the Mountain Man and the zombies, there's Mm -hmm. a great. He's actually one of my favorite. One of these like these types like style authors. His name is Jake Bible. Okay. Okay. He's right now. He's from my stripper. He's from. He's from uh, like he lives in like Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. And all of his different book series are all like all for the most part based in and around like Asheville. Okay. Okay. But he has a series called Zburbia, 
and it's about like a one of those like like a gated community that like turns their neighborhood into like a fortified community for the zombie for the zombie apocalypse. Oh. But then and then like what happens to them, the community, all that kind of stuff, and then it like how it like progresses throughout the apocalypse. And there's like nine books in the series. Oh, nice. And it's six. Fa- six. There's six books in the series right here. The complete box series is about to be bought by me. On, Is it? on Audible because I have one credit right now and it's 41 hours and 53 yep. minutes of material. Oh, yep. nice. And bot. <laughs> so, yeah. thank you. It's great. Like, his main characters are, it's uh, Jace, like, in his family. And then there's this character, Elspeth, you get introduced to, who is the maybe the greatest character of all time. Okay. Okay? When they first meet, she is, like, uh, she is basically like an underling to a cannibal and they are going to eat him like okay. they he is captured by cannibals and they are going to eat him and throughout the rest of the series after like how like how it works out how they end up like becoming like friends and allies and stuff she nicknames him long pork all right okay. which is what cannibals refer to people as yeah. oh yeah long pork is that like an like a actual thing yeah i didn't yeah. know that Long pork. Uh, so, keeping with the same pace that we're talking about right now, uh, have you ever heard of Mark Tufo? No. So, that's somebody else. It sounds like you would be really into this. Mark Tufo, he's got, uh, I, I'm wanting to say, zomb- I think Zombie Fallout was his first one, and then A Plague Upon Your Family is the second one. And it's like the same type. It's, it's a zombie apocalypse. I really like zombie mo- zombie books. But it's, uh, yeah, basically this was, like, around, I think, H1N1, and it was kind of, like, a variant of that that caused everybody to become zombies and everything. But these are really good books, too. He's got a whole series that goes along with these. So it's called the Zombie Fallout series, and uh, I really liked his writing, too. But the, my issue with him is I read, like, the first... The first few of the books, but then I felt like they were kind of getting repetitive. So that was my issue with those. So I never finished the series, but uh, I think Krista has finished the series. Okay. So, uh, yeah, those are dope. I don't really get into zombies. I like vampire stuff. I'm a big Anne Rice fan. So if I do read a thicker book, it's usually hers, and that's only because I'm invested. Hey, I've seen how thick some of those romance novels come, yeah. okay? The, the ones I read on, on my phone are, aren't very big because I would, I would get bored easily with that. They save all that space not having to put Fabio on the cover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only things I've actually currently been reading, though. If you want Fabio on the cover, you got a 400-page minimum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. That's in his contract. Uh, whenever I was... Um, here lately I've been watching Young Sheldon Mm -hmm. so that was the other show I couldn't think of I've been watching Young Sheldon because you were watching Big Bang Theory yeah and then I've already watched all those but I realized I hadn't watched Young Sheldon it's a it's a good it's not as good as Big Bang Theory but it's still definitely a good show to watch like I get snippets of it when I'm in patient rooms yeah it's pretty good I like it but there was an episode the other day about like his the first time he went to a comic book store Mm -hmm. and then he was just talking about the the X-Men comics and I was like I really want to read an X-Men comic right now. So I came in here, and I was just going to get out the X-Men comics. And then the boys came in, and before you knew it, we had, like, 
I was pulling out like entire story arcs, and I was like, all right, let's read these. So I've been reading a lot of comics lately. Um, but the only thing that sucks about reading the comics is if I'm reading single issues, I, I don't count, count those yeah. in my reading yearly goal. goal. Yeah. So it's a, I almost feel like I'm I'm like wasting time. Like I should read a different book, but they're yeah. so good. Like that what if Wolverine fighting Conan? That was dope. That whole thing was so good. I feel like now that because this was supposed to be our, our year of mind, and I don't feel like I've been investing in my mind that much other than reading a lot. But I feel like now that I've doubled my reading goal, it might be okay to start downloading. Like even though I don't want to, I feel like Say I it. should. Like nursing articles and actually Uh learn stuff. Dang, I thought you were going to say Stephen King. No. They have podcasts for that. I know. (laughs) Yeah. But I need to like get some like the actual like journals and stuff. But. Well, the cool thing is tomorrow I have eight eight hours on the road. Yeah. So I can get the majority of that whole series read tomorrow. I thought it was 41 hours. hours. Oh, was it? What was the one? Oh, I was looking at the... You you, you just looked at me like, really? Uh, We'll get through a book and a No, no, no. The zombie zombie fallout. Oh, yeah. That's what I was... Just so everyone... I'll prove it. (laughs) Zombie fallout is 10 hours. That was the last thing I looked at. Me and AJ were so confused. We're like... "Mm." You're going to get through <laughs> one. Time might work differently for you on the road than it does us. Well, I mean, there's All the way you're finishing that book series on that road trip is if you're abandoning your family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a time difference between here and Nashville. There's a time difference. I think it's... it's you got to carry the two. You know, you're like eight hours. It's four hours there and four hours back. Not like you have eight and eight. Well, I guess because you're driving it one day. Is that what you meant? Like yes. round trip? Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Mom, just check. Jeez, jeez, lady. Uh, so, uh, I think this would be a good time for us to uh, do a, a mental health check-in. So, every week we like to do this where we uh, just kind of stop and we talk about like what's going on like with our mental health. Uh, most of the time, it's been pretty good. Every now and then, it's like, mm, you know, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. I'll kick it off by saying that uh, here lately, my mental health has been superb. I've been feeling really good. Um, I think that we had like a, f- we've not getting into it, but like we had a pretty horrible thing happen to our family. It's still happening. That's but... yeah, that in our family. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like to our family, but in our family, mm-hmm. and dealing with that has been really rough and everything, but kind of like stepping back from that and looking at everything else that's going on right now in our life, things are really good. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I feel confident. I'm happy. I like the, you know, I like the direction that I'm going in my career. I like the direction that things are heading Mm -hmm. as a dad, as a husband, as a friend. Uh, Just, I think that things are going really good. I don't have a whole lot to talk about mental health wise Mm -hmm. this week because I feel like I'm, I'm solid. Mm-hmm. I feel very good. Mm-hmm. How depressed are you? I'm okay now. <laughs> so last week was, which sucked because we were in Disney last week, but last week was kind of hard on me. Um, I've been really, really irresponsible as far as um, when my periods hit, and I didn't Same. realize how close it was coming. If I know it's coming up and I start to feel like real down and depressed and stuff, I'm like, hold on, let's give it a few days. It might 
stop. And that's what ended up happening. Yet again, I need to go to the doctor and figure out if there's something I can do for my hormone levels at that time because I know that that's related to it a lot. So I'm good this week, but last week it was... It was really bad, and not realizing my period was coming up made it even worse. Because then I was like, "Oh, this is just me, and I'm just sad." And yeah, not being like, "Oh, it's my hormones." Sometimes I would rather you, like, be angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have the anger. Yeah, you just you get super. I sad. did for I did I for Sometimes, a long time I did. Yeah, I don't know. I think you were just always sad. Yeah. Always sad, girl. But now I'm sad, and like, the worst part is is. You make me sad because I feel like you get <laughs> no. Do that. I'm like, trying oh, to read 41 sorry. hours of a book in, ten, in eight hours. <laughs> I feel like you get like really short with me. <clears throat> but every like little irritant that comes your way, I'm, I'm like, not that oh, tall. it's my fault. <laughs> Shut up. I'm like, oh, that's my fault, and I don't know why I'm annoying him so bad. And then you ask me if I'm okay, and I'm like, I'm fine. And then you do get mad at me because you know I'm lying to right. you. So. But this week's good. The Shark Week is over, and I'm I'm a little better. Sorry if it's too much info for you, AJ. <laughs> Not at all. I appreciate the Shark Week reference. That was great. Yeah. Well, you know. We're honest on this podcast. That's what it. That's what's actually in the Jaws. Yeah. Box is that's it. That is backup feminine hygiene. All that is. It's just a whole box full of pads. The whole thing. Candy <laughs> and in chocolate. There. Yeah, candy. it's just chocolate. Is this Shark Week. Here's some chocolate. I don't know. What's uh, how's how how are you doing men- mentally? Um, mentally doing okay. I I had a rough couple weeks, like when I was like moving up to Kansas City and try like get trying to get settled in and stuff, and because uh, there was just so many things in the air at one time and all that. But it got settled in like. All that kind of stuff. So the only issue I'm really having right now is like the issue, like something we were talking about before off microphone was like trying to regulate my sleep because yeah. like health, like healthy le- amounts of sleep is a pretty important thing mental health wise. And yes. I yeah. suck at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Well, it's probably also <clears throat> depending on where you're at. A lot of times it's probably hard because you may be up doing comedy like we're up a lot uh, super late. I mean, like mm-hmm. right now, you know, we're hanging out at two o'clock in the morning doing a podcast and then you go to sleep but you're sleeping outside in a van so you don't get the quiet darkness yeah i mean i know you have like it's shielded and everything to where it can be dark in there but still like i'm I'm sure you you probably can't help but get up early a lot of times can you um no i'm normally it depends like whether like we've got here right now like, you know, it's going to be in, like, the 40s tonight. Mm-hmm. It won't be warmer than 70 degrees all day tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I can pretty much sleep wherever. And, like, that's normally what I do. Like, weather's nice. I'll find a shady spot so it's not going to get too hot when the sun gotcha, comes up. Yeah. But, like, fucking in Florida in the summers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were just there <clears> yeah. in our um, pop-up, so it's just canvas. So when the sun hits that canvas... Yeah, yeah. same thing in a in a navy blue van. Mm-hmm. The sun hits it, and it starts cooking in there. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd wake up in a, basically just like I'm in a sauna. Uh, but, like, today was great. Slept uh, like slept in the state park last yeah, night. Creek. Yeah, Yeah. Like, pulled into a place, like, in the back of the park, like, away from most people, like, near the, like, the Wolf's Creek Cave, mm-hmm. like, oh, parking. Yeah, cave, yeah. Yeah. So, parked way back there. So, the only people coming and going were people leaving the campground area. Yeah. 
So and I was like so far off, like away from civilization, that it was basically just a peaceful night's sleep. Like couldn't yeah. hear anything. Um, slept in, and then like the when it got warm, around like eleven thirty in the morning, I just unzipped the bag so I could stick a leg out yeah. of my sleeping bag, mm-hmm. and I was perfectly comfortable. Yeah, you know? nice. But yeah, um, with your lifestyle, it would be hard to have yeah. a good regulated sleep. Yeah, it's more, it's like, the bigger problem I have is, like, right before I have to go somewhere, I'll mess up my sleep. Mm. Like, so, uh, in Kansas City, like, right before I left to come here, I was working on that uh, that presentation. Mm-hmm. And I was literally, at, like, 3.30 in the morning, my girl woke up and was like, hey, you shouldn't you, like, get some sleep, like, soon and stuff? Because I was getting up... Uh, at 7.30 so I could get on the road by 8.30 to head here mm. and I didn't go to sleep until like 5.30 oh. yeah. yeah so I'll do things like that drive so like last night by the, once I got to the park I got settled in I watched maybe like 20 minutes of something on my iPad and then just crap yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah see I unfortunately do a lot of stuff like that too where it's just like mm, this was stupid yeah I, I shouldn't have done this I should not have done this. I should have slept a little bit longer. I get sleep guilt where I'm like, I'll do that. I'll I'll have days where I maybe the most of it gets five or six hours. And I definitely need more than eight hours for me to function. And so then whenever I do get a lot of sleep, I'm like, oh, God, I should be doing something right now. This is too late. I have so much stuff I'm behind on. I don't (laughs) I do not have that. I'm cool. I'm fine. I still have that sometimes where, like, like I'll, you know, I'll be up until, like, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and then wake up at, like, 12.30 in the afternoon. But there's just, like, that weird thing in your brain where you still, you're like, oh, it's 12.30 and I'm just now waking up because I'm a piece of garbage. Mm -hmm. Like, it's that thing, you, I, you, I'm still working on trying to break that, like... Yeah. When you figure it out, uh, tell what me. What you call it, yeah. Because I've been on night shift going on, <clears throat> it's been over five years now, and still, especially when I'm working days in a row, if I sleep until five o'clock, which I have to leave the house at, like, 6.15 for work, I'm like, oh, my God, I could have woke up at 4 or 3. This is way too late. Even though no one waking up at 5 a.m., would think that right but yeah that's where my mind goes well good it sounds like we're all doing good then we're doing, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like we all just came out of stuff where we weren't doing good and now we're doing good and yeah. that's what mental health is all about there's ups and downs yeah. yeah it's not always you know it's not always sunny sometimes there's clouds but you know do you know whose mental sunny. health is consistent and normal regular ass people yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah or I don't trust those people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know those people. Yeah. So. I don't Real boring. You know, like uh, Charles Manson. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always fine. What, yeah. uh, Grant had a hilarious joke last night uh, where he said that I, <laughs> I I look like the good devil on Charles Manson's show. No, shelter. he's a Charlie Manson. Oh, he said Charlie. Yeah, because yeah. then he was like, what am I <clears throat> But now Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> well... You know. Uh, well, real quick, we do want to take time to thank our Patreon supporters. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting the show and allowing us to do this wonderful thing in our bedroom with uh, cool people like AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, we want to give, uh, we love everybody uh, that gives and thank you all, but we want to give a special shout out to one of our Patreon supporters, uh, Veronica. 
and her new husband, Evan. Congratulations, Veronica and Evan. Yes, uh, such a... I Now, I'm going to pronounce your last name. <laughs> Bonnets? Like you were real worried you pronounced her main name wrong for a long time, and you never. And I probably will mess this one up. I don't think you ever messed up Rovadu. No, uh, so which uh, they were at the show tonight. Oh. Yeah. And well. they oh, I the made. Ones that were sitting. Yeah, there. I made Veronica snort. Veronica's mom. Oh. Veronica's mom. That was okay. Her mom. Yeah. So Veronica's the one who just got married. So we just want to give a special shout out to them uh, and tell them congratulations. Your wedding reception was beautiful. beautiful. You were all dressed so great, except for me. Um, so thank you for. You looked amazing, hon. You yeah. you dressed exactly how they wanted you to. You were there for the part. That's true. <laughs> that is that's very true. Hmm. Yeah. Whenever I walked in, and everybody's dressed so nice, and then I I walked in in like my vest and ripped up jeans and stuff, and I went up to be like, hey guys, you know, uh, just want to let you know I'm here. Thank you for having us. And uh, I was like, hopefully I'm dressed okay. And they were like, we were wondering if you were going to dress up or just come as you, and we're glad you came as you. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah. Like, I'm officiating a ceremony, so I came as Tent <laughs> Revival Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tarp Revival's <laughs> So yeah. congratulations. We love beautiful. you guys. Uh, thank you for having us there. And, again, thank you to all of our other Patreon supporters. I think that's going to be it for this episode. It's been a good one. Yeah. It's been a great yeah. one. We don't have uh, guests on very often. Mm-hmm. Only the best guests. Uh-huh. Only the best. So. so not everybody gets invited into the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> that's what don't worry about what happens nope. off camera. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on camera, but off mic. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's only for our Patreon supporters. Uh, so if you want to support us. <laughs> If you want to support us on Patreon, uh, go to patreon.com slash laugh and be blessed. And bless us. Remember, this is their second biggest income stream that happens in this bedroom. (laughs) You okay? You okay? I feel like you're... Everyone listening to this right now. <laughs> awesome. I work with some of these people. Yeah, well, if you were better Laugh at and yours. Be Blessed is also the OnlyFans username. So <laughs> check them out there. <laughs> really? Got a snort out of you, too. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was funny, but let's calm down. All right, you're getting out of control. You're making AJ uncomfortable. It's <laughs> from one thing to the next to the next, so I just like jokes just keep popping in my head. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for being here with us. We love you very much. Uh, don't forget to check out AJ's uh, social media. Check him out. Uh, shows is your website? Your website's up now. right? Yes, website is up. AJWilkerson.com. Uh, AJ Wilkerson comedy on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, and Captain Autism comedy on TikTok. Follow all of it. Yeah, go to his website, watch out for him, check his calendar, and if he's coming anywhere close to you, make the drive, even if it's like six, seven hours away. It's worth it. Make the drive. It's fine. Ten hours, twelve hours. And if the show itself isn't worth it, I live in a van, so I am willing to barter some sexual services. (laughs) You know, just... He parks in shady places. <laughs> Telling jokes isn't the yeah. only thing this mouth does. Okay? Oh I like how you were like, I'll just find a shady place to park. Anywhere you park that van instantly becomes a shady, shady spot. Place. That's so true. Yeah. People don't go around that van. Yeah. My van doesn't look like a comedian lives in it. My van looks like trafficking victims died in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and if you want to see a picture of it, go to his social media. It's true. It's on there. Uh, and of course, uh, you can follow me anywhere on social media, Jake Rubel, uh, jakerubel.com. Join the podcast group at uh, Jake and Chia Rubel's Blessed Ones on Facebook. We love you guys. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves, obviously. Uh, take care of other people, too, if you can. I mean, don't be selfish. Don't be a jerk. Take care of things. Was I going Jerry's <laughs> yeah. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I, I did, and I didn't even mean to. <laughs> You know, the only thing that I need to do now is just go get a prostitute and write a check out. For services rendered. Services rendered, and then boom, I'm Jerry Springer. Cut go. me a check. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you cash. No, don't worry about it. All right, No, he didn't, IRS. Oh. <laughs> Remember, everyone, laugh and be blessed.